Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to bless God for this wonderful moment that he has given us that we may come to share the word of God with each one of you wherever you are able to listen us from. This is Pastor Dennis Matov of Freedom Experience Ministry, Mpala, Uganda. My task is to come always on this wonderful program, the Freedom Streams program, to take you into the living word of God in a subjective way. We are trying to see that we learn the word of God in the subjective way so that we may get what to call a subjective truth from the word of God, the truth that has become part of us, the truth that we are going to practice, the truth that we are going to live out as Christians. Now, we know that all along we have been learning God in doctrines and teachings, but we don't know to practice God, to live Him out, experience Him, to enjoy Him, uh, to, to be built up in Him, that we may express Him. You see, these parts that are aspects of, a, of God, many believers don't know how to live them out. So in our teachings we emphasize and to show you we show you that there is yet more that we need to learn from the God that is in us not the God that is ob- objective outside us God that is in the doctrine uh, doctrines and teachings but not yet one with the person that has learned those teachings and doctrine so we began a long teaching series that is still continuing and this series is about about experiencing God's New Testament land, New Testament economy and with this uh, teaching we want to go deeper to find out what is the purpose of God what is the will of God what is God's heart desire what is God's good pleasure what is God's person, what is God's nature what is God's attributes what's God, so we have seen all this and we are still continuing to say that we bring ourselves to this wonderful God in a living way even today, this is supposed to be episode 45. With episode 45, I trust God that we will continue from wherever we stopped. We last time talked about God's good pleasure. We discovered that God has got a pleasure. He has got what we call his heart's desire. And this has been revealed to us that his desire is that he may have many sons. And these many sons are supposed to uh, to express him so he desires to dispense himself into them so today I want to continue with our message uh, which is God is manifestation we want to see this God and his manifestation God does manifest uh, and he desires to manifest himself uh, in the foregoing messages we saw that God is good pleasure God is heart's desire is to have many sons, the expression of his son, so that he may be expressed in the son through the spirit. Now, for this purpose, God has manifested himself. Uh, he has manifested himself first in Christ as an individual expression in the flesh. Remember, Jesus was here on earth. And when Jesus was on earth, God was manifested but the manifestation of this God was within an individual person, Jesus Christ, 
when he was in the flesh. But then we see that afterwards uh, he manifested in the church, the body of Christ, and as this one was as an enlarged, enlarged corporate expression in the flesh. Now that's when God is manifested in in the body of Christ, which is the church. He has enlarged himself. He has enlarged his expression still in the flesh. As long as we are in the flesh, the church, which is the body of Christ, expresses and manifests this God. But ultimately we know that God will manifest himself in the new Jerusalem as the consummated corporate expression in the new heavens and the new earth. Now, in this message, we want and we shall consider God's manifestation in three stages. Because he has expressed himself in Christ and in the body of Christ and then ultimately will express himself in the new Jerusalem, we must continue to see how this God manifests. Praise the name of the Lord. So, God wants to manifest himself, but we want to see the three stages that we have mentioned are from Jesus Christ, the body of Christ, which is the church, and also the new Jerusalem. We shall start with our part A, which is uh, in Christ as an individual expression in the flesh. We see that God's manifestation was first in Christ Jesus as an individual expression. This was when he was in the flesh. Hallelujah. So, concerning this, we have some scripture uh, to start with in the book of Colossians chapter 9. When we, you, I, I wish, uh, I think some of us, we, we are near our Bibles, but if you are not, I will read for you. Um, and uh, we, we, we move together. The book of Colossians chapter 2 and verses 9 says for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily in Christ dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily now in this verse we see the word fullness now fullness does not refer to the riches of God instead it refers to the expression of the riches of God what dwells in Christ is the expression of the riches of what God is. We need to see that uh, in fullness of the Godhead is the expression of the Godhead and that his expression is in Christ individually. Christ is the embodiment of the fullness of the Godhead. And this means that the fullness of the triune God dwells in Christ in a bodily form. The fact that the fullness of the Godhead dwells in Christ bodily means that it dwells in him in a way that is both real and practical. So this implies that the physical body which Christ put on in his humanity, it, end, it indicates that all the fullness of the Godhead world in Christ as the one who has a human body. So that means that when Christ was moving here on earth, God was moving 
when Christ was healing, God was practically healing. When Christ was like uh, preaching, speaking, teaching, he, all the, often he, t- he said to the disciples that uh, the words I speak are not mine. This is my Father speaking. So, in the body of Christ, God was practical. And this is also applied in our lives. If we were one with God, if you are one with God, you come to that level whereby when you begin to speak, God begins to speak. When you act, God begins to act. And you begin to express this God and even to manifest Him in a practical way because He lives in you. So, this is how it was when the fullness of the Godhead was dwelling in Christ bodily. He was dwelling in him and uh, this was real and this was practical. Now that's in the physical body which Christ put on in his humanity, God was within him. So this is how the fullness of the Godhead dwelled in Christ as one human body, as one who has had a, a human body. Now, We see that before his incarnation, the fullness of God dwelt in him as the eternal word. Remember, there was a time when God, Jesus Christ, was not yet incarnated. We will ask a question. Before Jesus received the body, what was the nature of this Jesus Christ? Before incarnation, Christ Jesus was called the eternal word of God. So God was now like that word, eternal word. And God could express himself through the word. That's why he says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. But he told us how he did it by the word, the spoken word. He says, let there be a light. And Christ was that word, that eternal word. Praise the name of Jesus. So, we see that he was that eternal word, but did not dwell in him uh, boldly because he, the word didn't have a body. The word was not yet made flesh. Do you see that when we come to John 1.14 it says that, and the word which was in the beginning word which was with God the word which was God after certain time in verse 14 it became flesh. So that's when uh, Christ received the body. Now we see that after when he became uh, incarnate, the fullness of the Godhead now began to dwell in him in a bodily way. So therefore, he is the manifestation of God, individual expression of God in the flesh. All those years, 33 and a half years, Jesus was on earth, was doing one thing to express God. Same applies to us. All our time of salvation, we have got to learn to do one thing, to express Christ. And this is what the Holy Spirit is all about in us, to express Christ in and through us. The expression, the fullness of the Godhead, refers to the entire Godhead, the complete God. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit dwells in the body of Christ. So, because the Godhead comprises the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, it would not be correct to say that the fullness of the Godhead includes only God, the Son, and not also God the Father and God the Spirit. So, we need to know that 
the fullness has got all the three. Because the Godhead comprises the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. So the fullness of the Godhead must be the fullness of the Father, of the Son, and the fullness of the Spirit. So as the embodiment of the fullness of the Godhead, Christ is not only the Son of God, but Christ is the entire God. And this is where people get confused when we say that Christ is God entire God is Christ. Why? Because in the body of Christ dwells the entire God. So it is right for me to say that Christ is the entire God because all the fullness is dwelling in this one who has got a body. I've told you in John chapter 1 verses 4 and even verse 14 we see that it reveals that God was manifested in Christ as an individual expression in the flesh. But verse 1 says that it was in the beginning, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Then, when we come to verse 14, it says, This Word, which is God, came flesh. Now, becoming flesh here refers that the, the time when he, he, he incarnated. It refers to incarnated Christ, when Christ came on earth. The beginning was not only with God. In the beginning, we have seen that it he was the very God. The word was God. So the incarnated Christ is God manifested in the flesh. That's what First um, Timothy three sixteen is emphasizing. It says that, uh, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. It says God was manifest in the flesh justified in the spirit seen of angels preached unto the Gentiles believed on in the world and even received up into glory so Paul was giving us a mystery that was true in in first in, in, in the book of John chapter 1 we see that um, when we go further we see that in, in verse 18 John says that no one has ever seen God, the only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father. He has declared him. When Jesus was here on earth, this tells us that Christ, being the only begotten Son of God, is the expression of God. No one has ever seen God, yet uh, he declares God because he saw uh, God. He was one with him. Yet he says, no one has ever seen God. So, the Father is the invisible God, a hidden God. And Christ is the manifested God. I hope now you can uh, have an understanding. The Father is the invisible God who dwells in that unapproachable light that Timothy talks about. But this invisible God has been stepped down in Christ and he is the manifested God in Christ. If you want to see God the Father, you must see Christ first. You must first come to Christ because it says no one can come to the Father who is invisible except by me who is the manifest, uh, the manifestation of that invisible God. Praise the name of Jesus. So when we said that Christ is the Word, we are saying that he is the expression of expression of God 
I may have a great deal of feelings within me. Uh, I'm giving you an example. But if I have no words, my feelings cannot be expressed. That means that my words express how I feel. If I have my wife and I I feel I, I want to tell her that I feel I love her, I must tell her that I love you. When I say so, I've expressed, I, I've, I have expressed how I feel towards her that moment. So that means that you cannot, without feelings, without words, you cannot express yourself, how you feel, what you want. But when my feelings are expressed in words, then you are able to understand them. Christ is the word of God so that he may express uh, what God is. Although no one knows God, Christ as the word speaks for God, defines God, and even declares God. That's why we say in our ministry, the word is God defined, God explained, God expressed, God declared. So, when we come to the word, the word is God expressed. He has been defined, he has been explained, he has been declared unto us. So, Christ is the word of God. He expresses the feelings and what God is. He defines God. He speaks for God. He declares God. Praise the name Jesus. So, because God is abstract, in other words, God is invisible. You cannot see him. He's abstract. He is mysterious. He is invisible. There is the need for God to be the word in order to explain himself. He has got to be the word in order to define himself and to reveal himself. So the word of God reveals what God is. So in the 66 books that we have in the Bible, we see the definition of God, at least in each book. The word in John 1, 1 refers to the defined God, the explained God, the expressed God, the God revealed and made known to human beings. Praise the name of the Lord. So this is our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the living word of God. He is the living word of God. And the word is, is the embodiment of the triune God. Glory to God. So, Although the triune God is mysterious, is nonetheless embodied in the word. You are able to understand the mysterious God through the word. So the word is the definition, explanation, expression of this mysterious and invisible God. We can only understand God by the word, by reading the Bible, by coming to the scriptures to search. So the triune God embodied in the word is explained, is defined and expressed. Glory to God for that. And we see that in John 1.14 the word the, the word, the embodiment of the triune God became flesh. It became flesh. And in the incarnated Christ God is expressed in a man in the flesh. It is so amazing that God one time became a man in the flesh. And this is according to God's plan. He purposed that he will one time come to man. He will come to us. This was his desire. And we see it fulfilled when Jesus was a man in the flesh. 
God's plan is to manifest himself in man and through man in the flesh even when we have fellowship we don't have to just come and sit and uh, listen the word even when the word has been preached we need to express it we need to do, to, to to manifest the presence of God that's why prayer and the word fellowship are important this is one of the major reason as to why God has given us gifts that through the gifts man is able to express God man is able to manifest God you either declare him define him manifest him through words through the word of God through teaching or you will manifest him through power through the gifts of power and then in those you will manifest God praise the name of Jesus Christ hallelujah so we see that when the word became flesh that is when it tabernacle he tabernacled among us we beheld his glory glory as of an only begotten from the father bible says he was full of grace and reality this indicates that the word was incarnated to declare god if i come with the word to preach to you and you don't see god you it does not explain express declare define god then that is not the word of god so as the manifestation of god i declared god in a way that was full of grace and reality you see we have been in a religious christianity whereby even the preachers were coming with wrath and the law full of laws and rules and the wrath of god they preach scary messages such messages don't manifest God. God, when Christ was declaring God, the Bible says he declared him in a way that was full of grace and reality. The moment you preach in a way that is full of grace and truth, then God is going to be declared in a right way. Praise the name of Jesus. So, even Jesus declared God by presenting himself as grace and reality. Glory to God. God, the very God of enjoyment, becomes grace and reality to us in Christ for our enjoyment. Hallelujah. So through enjoying him, we gain him. We gain him as grace and reality. He declares God to man in the way of enjoyment. So when Jesus was declaring God, he wanted us to enjoy this God. When I preach a message to you, I want you to enjoy this God. I want you to experience this God. I want you to be part and one with that God. So even Jesus was declaring God to man in a way of enjoyment. Hallelujah. So when we enjoy God in Christ as grace and we realize him in Christ as reality, we find the unsearchable riches of Christ. And this is why John 1.16 says of his fullness we all have received and grace upon grace. So this is for us to enjoy. Enjoy God in Christ as grace. You realize God in Christ as reality. Then you come to the unsearchable riches of Christ that is going to come as a wave of the seed full of grace upon grace. Praise the name of Jesus. So in the incarnated Christ dwells all the fullness, the expression of the riches of God. 
This is what we have seen in uh, Colossians chapter 2 verses 9 that of his fullness uh, it pleased the father to have all the fullness dwell in Christ. So through the, his incarnation in Christ we can receive the riches of grace and reality out of his divine fullness. It is through Christ. When Christ became flesh now we are able to receive all the riches of grace and reality that was in the divine fullness glory to god for that so we see now that christ as the father's only begotten son declares god by the word by life by light by grace and reality and this is why when you come to freedom experience ministry we always say that our task is to express god in his word as life light grace and reality what do we try to imply, to imply here when you read john chapter 1 verse 1 verse 4 verse 9 and verse 14 you see the word you see life you see light and you see grace and reality this is what you're going to get in these verses the beginning was the word in verse 4 the bible says the word uh the word uh was the life when you come to verse 9 you see that he became the light that shines among men whereby darkness could not comprehend when you come to verse 4 14 the word became flesh but it was full of grace and reality so that means that the father uh fathers only begotten son Jesus Christ declared God by the word by the life that was in him by the light which he shined to the world in his deeds and his actions by the grace he expressed and responded to man's need and by the reality he told them concerning this God so that means that the word is God expressed life is god imparted light is god shining grace is god enjoyed and reality which is truth is god realized as simple as that i say that the word is god expressed life is god imparted light is god shining grace is god enjoyed and the truth is god realized praise the name of jesus so it is by these things that god is declared in the son as his individual expression he declares himself in these five aspects christ explained god defined god declared god expressed god by being the word incarnated to be life and light to man with grace and reality for man's enjoyment praise the name of jesus so in our messages as ministers of the word we must represent christ we must explain define declare express this christ uh, by preaching this living word incarnated word because when the word is made flesh there is life there is light to man with grace and reality for man's enjoyment it is this way we are going to declare God 
to every believer, to every uh, non-believer. This is the way. Praise the name of the Lord. This is the way. I want to stop here in this episode and I trust the Holy Spirit that episode 45 has brought this God now in a clear view whereby you are able to see why it needed Christ to come to manifest this God. So you have seen that in this uh, first manifestation, uh, Christ as an individual expressed and manifested this God. We shall continue in the following episode until that time. God bless you. I am Pastor Dennis, Freedom Experience Ministry.